Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And welcome back to a spooky Sunday evening with Anne and Renata. My name is Anne Rekovich and sitting next to me is the gorgeous... Renata Daniel. I was looking around thinking, who are you talking about? I don't know. I think Renata might have her phone on and it's playing live because we've now got... um, Or is it that up there? We heard something going somewhere. There's a ghost in the studio already. I can hear it. (laughs) So... I'm sure those people who listened last week had a great time and heard all the shenanigans that went on. And boy, we've been in the studio 45 minutes early tonight so we can practice so we get it right for you guys. How's your week been, Renata? <laughs> She's trying to get into the chair. <laughs> I feel like I'm in kindy. You've got to get a bit close to the microphone, love. <laughs> I feel like I'm in kindy and I've got to try and get up to the chair and my feet don't touch the floor. Oh, well... What have you been doing this week? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> hey, what about all you guys at home? You've been doing something? Nope. Um, now, look, while we're here and we're starting off, we will have our tarot questions tonight. So if you have a tarot question to ask, you can text it in now. We don't do it to the second half of the show, but text it in now so you get in nice and early. And that's the, oh, no, there, there is 0490-84886. Renata, do you want to read that out again? 0490-84886. That's it. Um, and we will do those in the second half of the show. But right now, we've got the paranormal news. Have your tablets kicked in? <laughs> I had a coffee. Oh, God. Right. Okay. Well, there seems to be a bit of kerfuffle going on in Whitby. And we've been to Whitby. Oh, I love Whitby. I yeah. bought my, my um, jet. Yes. There, my jet ring. So Whitby is in England and it is kind of spook central. It's goth central, actually. Oh. And every year they have a big goth festival. Oh, it's because of Dracula. Yes, yes. But Whitby Church has had enough. Okay, oh. so Whitby Church is telling Party the tourists, papers. stop asking staff where Dracula's grave is <laughs> because it's not here. Right? Um, everyone, Dracula is a fictional character. I'm sorry, beautiful people, but it's fictional. So this comes from Mail Online, and it was actually published on the 19th of August, so it's very, very recent. And the story goes, it's a beautiful church founded 900 years ago, set next to the even more fabulous Whitby Abbey, and is very popular with Dracula fans from around the world. Now, if you go to Whitby, the abbey sits right above the the township and you mm-hmm. have to climb up a hundred steps. I think yeah. it's a hundred. I, I dropped you off and I drove the car up. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I, I'm I, lazy. I really liked it. And then, then you go in and through the cemetery and it is freaking awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. But Dracula isn't buried there. No. Uh, but while St Mary's Church in the North Yorkshire town was mentioned in Bram Stoker's novel, not everyone seems to think that the Count was a work of fiction. Now staff at the Grade 1 listed Anglican Church have put up a sign telling people, please do not ask staff where Dracula's grave is, as there isn't one. Thank you. 
parts of Stoker's classic 1897 novel are set in Whitby after Count Dracula ends up there when the ship he is travelling on gets into trouble off the seaside town. This brings thousands of tourists to the town each year with many attending the famous Whitby Goth Weekend. I would so love to be there. Oh, could you see us doing goth? Oh, it would be so fun. I can get the black lip. I can do your makeup. If anyone's seen our live tutorials on our uh, Facebook show, you'll know what that's all about. (laughs) So this brings thousands of tourists to the town each year, with many attending the famous Whitby Goth Weekend and walking among the gravestones at the church. The church, which dates back to 1100... 1100. 1100. Although its interior is mostly from the 18th century, set on the East Cliff Headlands next to, next to the 7th century Whitby Abbey. So Stoker is said to have been inspired to use Whitby in his book after being impressed by the headland and dramatic abbey ruins while oh, they staying are very in the dramatic, town yeah. in 1890. They throw themselves to the ground and have tantrums and are so dramatic. Mm. Now, this is what Dracula, this is what um, Bram Stoker's Dracula says about St. Mary's Church, right? Right. There is a bright full moon with heavy black driving clouds, which threw the whole scene into a fleeting diorama of light and shade as they sailed across. For a moment or two, I could see nothing as the shadow of a cloud obscured St. Mary's Church and all around it. Then, as a cloud passed, I could see the ruins of the abbey coming into view and as the edge of a narrow band of light as sharp as a sword cut moved along the church and churchyard became gradually visible whatever my expectation was it was not disappointed for there on our favourite seat the silver light of the moon struck a half reclining figure shut up snowy white The coming of the cloud was too quick for me to see much, for shadow shut down on light almost immediately. But it seemed to me as though something dark stood behind the seat where the white figure shone and bent over it. I know what it was. What? It was Doris Day, singing by the light of the silvery moon. Now, I was going to deliver a great punchline there. Oh, sorry. No, stuff you. I'm here for you. No, 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 I'm done. I'm done. No, not going back. Well, I solved the problem anyway. I'd see that old Rock Hudson lurking behind a bush. No, no, look. (laughs) No one would even know who Rock Hudson is. Oh, our listeners would, wouldn't you guys? Okay, so just to finish off, there is a grave, though, that is associated with Dracula, and that is of a man named Mr. Swales. So you can actually find Mr. Swales' grave there. Yeah, go looking for it. Hello, my lovelies. My name is Mr. Swales, and I assist Dracula. Is that the one? Oh, my God. I've got to put up with this for the next hour and 45 minutes. Please ring in, people. Can you ring in? Ring in. No, I've got a story to tell you. Oh. Keep going. Go on, finish off your story. Um, Even oh, though you chucked a tanty you. and said you weren't going thank to. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Dracula was, of course, a fictional character, although Stoker is thought to have found inspiration from the Count in the 15th century Romanian ruler Va- Vlad. Vlad. <laughs> Vlad the Inhaler. Yes, we met him the other week. A bloodthirsty prince, also known as Oh, we've got the wheeze happening already. <laughs> we did a story on Brand Castle last week about um, Vlad the Vaccinator. <laughs> Come on, spit it out. 
<laughs> she can't. Would you like to point it out to me and let me finish reading it for you? No. Vlad the Impaler. Right. Oh, oh whatever. <laughs> you explain the Impaler or someone else. Who is the other one? No. I need to know now. No, no. You can't do that to me. Uh, what other one? What, you what? said Vlad the Impaler or... Or Vlad Dracula. That's all right, it. okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dramas all round. Oh. We've got time for my news? Yeah, why not? <laughs> why <laughs> not? Well, mine's really important. It actually, it's uh, it's actually a, a, um, from last year, but it was that important that I thought people needed to know about it. Did you know that the Russian Orthodox Church is banning priests? You ready for this? They, they used to bless things. They're banning priests from blessing nuclear missiles and other heavy weaponry. Is that so? Yeah. They, they used to go up and throw holy water on it and whip their rosary beads out. and. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, traditionally, Orthodox priests have blessed people's homes and ships, but in recent years, um, becoming closer to the military, priests have sprinkled holy water and prayed over missiles, tanks and other large weapons. Mm-hmm. So what's the prayers that they're offering? Oh, maybe so whoever the weapons hit, they go straight to heaven or something? Yeah. May this bomb take out as many people as possible and send them to heaven, O Lord. Mm. Um, Anyway, a church uh, commission recommends blessings be restricted to the servicemen themselves. And their personal weapons, oh, right? Mm-hmm. So that um, that you know, just made this protect this serviceman from harm, I suppose. Mm. Um, apparently, the head of the Orthodox Church, Patriarch Kirill. <laughs> Chiral, defended the practice in 2015 after a nuclear missile was named Satan and blessed. Oh, nice! They called the nuclear missile Satan. And then they blessed it. Mm. That's, that's just sweet. I, I, I think that's adorable. Mm. <laughs> it's slightly crazy. Anyway, that was my little bit of a Russian story. I should have uh, done it with some sort of Russian accent. You know, I play for you, my friends. No, I don't know what accent that is. <laughs> well, I played um, Russian. I played Carla, the Russian, in a um, little miniseries called Made for This. Mm-hmm. And I can only do it when I get into Carla's head. Right. Uh, now, there was a picture that I put up on the Newcastle Live radio group page, and it was a picture of a map. Did you see that, Renata? Yes, <gasps> I did. I was so excited. Did you see how many little markers were all over that map? Mm-hmm. There was that many markers that you couldn't see the actual country. Mm-hmm. Do you know what those markers were showing you? Mm-hmm. All the haunted sites. Oh, it was. Uh, so you can actually look at up mm-hmm. and you can go to an area and you can look up. All, remember when we were driving around England, we're trying to find haunted locations. You'd be on the phone. We're trying to find keywords to find. Well, our problems are solved. There is an interactive map on higgypop.com. Uh, and if you move your mouse around, it will show you the allegedly haunted places in every country of the, the British Isles, which is Scotland, Ireland, Wales. Um, zoom in to explore. Click to find out more information. And uh, it also shows where the major ley lines are so you can and see how close a haunted location is to those ley lines. Nice. I reckon. 
Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And Renata, you have brought a friend into the guest the, the, the studio. I'm, I'm so terrified. I'm stuttering. Yes, yes, it's Annabelle. So she is here just to make sure that everyone everyone is listening um, because goodness knows if you're not, you'll be dreaming about her tonight. She'll mm. be coming in and visiting your dreams and standing over you with a knife. Oh, nice. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. And uh, why have you brought Annabelle into the studio? Because we're talking about haunted objects. <gasps> today. Are we now? Yeah. Oh, and um, haunted, haunted dolls. Haunted dolls. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm actually going to talk about a haunted doll from Australia. A very well-known haunted doll called Letta. Uh, boo. <laughs> As a ghost. Australian ghost. Uh, boo. No. 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 Just, just don't. <laughs> She's locked in a very small room with me. <laughs> um, so I'm wondering whether uh, any of you out there know the story of Letta and know that she is one of our most famous oh, haunted sorry, dolls. Sorry, was that doll female, was it, Letta? No, he. He. Actually, he. Yes, that's right. Sorry, it, he. It's the most masculine-looking female I've ever seen. Sorry. Not that there's anything wrong with that, it but is, I just... It is a he. You are right. Let, let me tell you the story. So the 200-year-old haunted doll is described by some as the doll from hell. It has strange powers that terrify anyone who comes into contact with it. It has appeared on television shows and in newspapers around the world, and it has its own Facebook page. So if you go to Letter Me Out, L-E-T-T-A-M-E-O-U-T, Letter has his own Facebook page, and he has over 13,000 followers at the moment. Got more than us. Mm, so <laughs> oh, in that, please follow us, everyone, on Facebook, <laughs> Anne and Renata, frightfully good. <laughs> So occasionally he'll come on and he'll wish everyone a good night's sleep and go, oh, I hope you sleep well tonight. And uh, he always talks in the first person, so it's all, all about him. Yeah, I've right. just realised I've left my cards at home too. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so the wooden child-sized doll has been in Kerry Walton's possession for about 50 years after he stumbled across it underneath a haunted house in Wagga Wagga. We all know what goes nowhere on in Wagga Wagga. Nowhere near Curry Curry. No, no. So in the early 1970s, Kerry was in his early 20s and had to return to his hometown in Wagga Wagga, New South Wales, in order to attend a funeral. It was about this time that he recalled a childhood fear that he had while growing up, and that was an old abandoned house located down the street, which he was told was haunted. So feeling that in his 20s, it was now a perfect time to finally face his childhood terror, Kerry ventured to the house in the middle of the night, as you do, in order to explore and settle his nightmares. Now, he did go with somebody else. He did go with a mate. Um, Finding an open door to the building cellar, Kerry lit the gloom with with a dull shaft of life emitting from his torch and he went down into the cellar. Such a brave soul. Now, thick whirls of powder were present as he kicked up the dust collected after years of disuse. The building supports brick, stone and timber passed into light and shadow as he made his way through the gloom. And suddenly, Kerry was startled to find a set of eyes looking back at him, from which appeared to be a small, dead child sitting on its own. (gasps) 
oh, I'm so scared. I don't even know Renata. Mm. I'm just so scared. So, however, it was not a child at all, but an old and quite grotesque-looking marionette. Having been creeped out enough for one night, Kerry grabbed the doll and left. When he returned home, he left the doll in the lounge room and went to bed. As you do. Why would you grab that doll and take it with you? Oh, it was meant to be. <sighs> It was meant to be. The doll told him to. Yeah. So the doll, now named Letta or Leda, due to its European gypsy origins, brought out curious reactions in many that saw it. So the first sign of the doll's eerie powers was when his two children woke up screaming one night, saying the doll was talking and moving its head. Dogs would go into hysterics, snapping and barking at the doll, attacking it, should they be given the opportunity, and people let out a gasp of shock. <gasps> shock. When first laying eyes on it, something about the eyes bringing about strange emotions of fear and sadness. Now, there's a picture of Letta on the Newcastle Live page. You can have a look at him. He is a really creepy ventriloquist doll. Mm. Now, we, one of our um, lovely people who work with us at Newcastle goes to us, Karen, brings in her doll, Jerry. Mm-hmm. And he, sorry, Karen, but he's really creepy too. He's creepy. <laughs> he's creepy. A few years after Letter Me Out joined the Waltons, the family was struggling financially, so Mr. Kerry Walton decided to sell the doll. Is that John Boy? Mm, John Boy's, yeah. Cousin? Cousin. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were really desperate for cash at the time, so I drove him to a woman's home who was going to buy him for $400. I physically couldn't get out of the car. I can't explain it. It was some sort of force stopping me. It's called guilt. Kerry could not bring himself to part with it. He broke the deal and took the doll back home. So with the doll having some sort of hold on him, he wanted to get some information about it. So with its old antique look, a trip to the museum for some advice was on the cards and to get some information about what this doll was all about. So the scientists from the Australian Museum in Sydney told him that based on the nails in the doll's shoes, they predicted that Letter Me Out is 200 years old. I had a vision then of his toenails. <laughs> I didn't realise you were talking about the nails in his boots. Yeah, no. Okay, no. Oh, sorry. And was handcrafted by wandering gypsies in Eastern Europe. That's a lot of wow. information to get out of nails. I know, it? right. Very, very, very uniquely pinpointing. I just where? thought they were going to say they were painted purple. Mm-hmm. The doll's hair was also discovered to be real human hair. Oh, no. And under the scalp was the likeness of a human brain. What? Mm. Like a, a dehydrated one? Well, mummified? Probably made from wood, but, you know, oh, okay. just well, a, a wooden brain. Same thing for some people. Mm. So the history of the doll grew when several psychics provided more information about its background. I'm sure they did. Mm. So a psychic told Kerry that a doll maker had carved this particular doll in the likeness of his young son with exaggerations to features, as all marionettes should have, who had died drowned at the age of six. I'm sorry, but it does not look like a six-year-old. No. No. This doll still contains the boy's soul. It is not malicious or dark, but rather just that of a child who had drowned over two centuries earlier. Kerry was also told that he will never be able to part with the doll. 
These days, he says, I wouldn't sell him for a million dollars, to be honest. I don't think I physically can. I'd sell him for a million dollars. <laughs> I'd easily sell him for a million dollars. It'd get me out of trouble nicely. Thank you. Letter Me Out has appeared on many television programs. Oh, that's right. Letter Me Out. Letter Me Out. Uh, and is often accompanied by a seance. Mr. Walton said each seance said the same thing. They believe the doll has a spirit of a young boy inside who died many years ago in a drowning. That is why it always rains when I take him anywhere. I don't know how you put two and two together there. Well, but, you know. Australia could have used that skill a few years ago mm-hmm. with all the droughts. So on more than one occasion, women have broken out into weeping and screaming hysterics or just fainting altogether after seeing Letter. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything there because I could get myself mm. into a lot of trouble. Now, it's called Letter Me Out or he's called Letter Me Out because people have heard him say those words. Letter Me Out. So Let has also been able to uh, move of its own accord, changing positions or at times pulsing when being held. Oh, I'm just wondering what exactly is pulsing if it's not the doll. Don't know. Although still quite spooky, <laughs> Kerry has gotten used to Letter and will never let it go for fear of the never misfortune Sorry. that has been <clears throat> predicted by many psychics should he ever do so. So he's been told that if you get rid of it, you will be cursed, literally. Oh, great. That's, that's a really horrible thing to say. That's that's rotten. Yeah, Don't now, like it when people say that. That took more time than I thought. I did have another story about a love lovely doll in Japan. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Thank you for coming back, everyone. I'm glad you haven't run away and left us alone by ourselves. We have got some questions now. Some people have been a little nervous to call in, so they have texted their questions in. But Auntie Renata has now managed to lock the phone. So I'm just going to take it out of her little hands there and just mm-hmm. press the home for you. There you go, my darling. Yeah. You can read out that question. Thank you. And just before I do that, a reminder that um, you should head over to True Haunting's podcast Podcast you should. On iTunes or Spotify, because that's the one that we do. It is. And a new episode comes out every Friday. And this week we have uh, the Skirred Inn at Wales that we are exploring. And I've got to tell you, it's hilarious. Please do not watch it while you're driving a car, <laughs> because you will have tears of absolute laughter streaming down your face. You won't be able to see where you're going. Apparently there was somebody who sent us a comment saying that they were laughing that hard at work that somebody actually... <laughs> came over to see if they were all right. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I re- we recorded that and I still laughed at it. So there you go. <laughs> so this is a question from beautiful Joe, And uh, I'll go to the one that's actually um, to me. And it is, um, Joe asks, reading a tarot card for someone, is it just what you know the particular card means or do you also receive information from your spirit guides or the deceased loved ones of the person you've picked the card for also? And that would probably be all of the above. It just depends um, what the question is and what card comes up. With tarot, you have to really do the work and there is a good reason to actually learn about the cards and the different meanings of all the cards because they do hold a particular meaning. That's the way that they were created. 
Um, but it's a little bit like lotto, depending on how the numbers fall or what cards are bought up. The combinations give you different stories. And there's also a dark and a light side to all of the cards. So a card may well be positive, but there also may be a negative aspect to it. And it really depends on what the signals are for me to read and to give that information through to the person that I'm reading for. So there are a whole lot of different things that come up um, when I'm reading. I do try and tune into the person. Sometimes it's not that easy to and I have to really fall back on the actual meaning of the card more than anything else. But sometimes I just get this wave of information that comes to me and that's the information that I'm supposed to give and sometimes it's actually got nothing to do with the card at all. Yeah, and sometimes people will turn their nose up at the fact you're a tarot reader, don't they? That's right. Oh, you just read the cards. Oh, I, I want a psychic or a I'm medium, a not a tarot reader. Yes. And there's two types of tarot readers. There are the ones that will strictly use the card meanings and they've memorised the card readings. And we had a great reading up in the Blue Mountains, but a lovely lady who we had learnt all the read all. The meanings, and then there are the ones who will use them. Um, you, you may have heard of psychometry, where people will hold onto a bracelet or a watch or a pair of glasses or a ring or something and pick up information from it. Um, some tarot readers will use the cards as a tool like that. So instead mm. of an item from the person, they will use the card with the pictures and whatever pops out to them is what they use their intuition or their psychic abilities. And sometimes their loved ones step forward and. Speak as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it really is about taking away information and allowing it to sink in and see what it means for you. So it's psychics aren't supposed to be telling you what to do or how to do it. They are supposed to be leading you in, in a direction where you see possible paths, yeah, infinite a, possible paths. A, a possibility or, or opening your eyes to something that you may not have seen before or to look through something with different eyes. Mm, yes. But I've got a question for you now, Anne. Oh, okay. So people think that ectoplasm is just a Ghostbusters movie thing. Can you please explain what ectoplasm is for us? Oh, okay. So ectoplasm is supposed to be something that is secreted from the orifices of a physical medium. It is the substance that uh, will come out through uh, a, a hole in their body and yes, it can use every hole in your body. There was a very famous medium called Eva C that used to have what we shall call vagoplasm. Um, so uh, generally it is like cheesecloth. Because it is cheesecloth. <laughs> well, look, the problem was that Helen Duncan was tried for witchcraft um, and she was the last person to be tried for witchcraft because she was holding seances and people were experiencing this ectoplasmic forms and um, they reproduced what people were seeing with still photographs using cheesecloth. Mm. So that's where the, the whole thing of people seem to think that ectoplasm is cheesecloth because they're looking at the photos of Helen Duncan going, that's just bloody cheesecloth. Well, it's because it is just cheesecloth. <laughs> um, because supposedly you cannot take cameras into a seance room, which is supposed to be completely dark, 
to be able to photograph this substance because if light hits it, it recoils very suddenly back into the physical medium and can kill them. Mm. But that's also very convenient that nobody can get to see it. Now, I have had some experiences with physical mediums and ectoplasm uh, where I have seen things I cannot explain. I have seen things that I can explain and I could say that that could be faked. And But I have seen some other things where I definitely have no idea what was going on. Mm. And that was where um, the medium, now generally the medium is tied into a chair using cable ties. The ends of the ties are cut off at the seal. Somebody takes those cable ties and hangs onto them, and I have been that person. And then you go back at the end of the session and you make sure that the cable tie matches where it was cut off um, so that that is supposed to show that the medium never left the chair. Uh, and in this particular occasion, um, they, they have them in these little cabinets, and this particular cabinet was a spray tan tent. Uh, don't laugh. It is what it is. And... It zipped open and um, they got me to put my hand up to the tent. So I put my hand up to where the zip was down and this substance bubbled out across my hand. So it sort of travelled out probably um, halfway down my my middle finger and it was like bubbles and we had enough light that I could actually see it. So it was like a, a red light and then it retracted back in. And it felt like, um, you know, balloons when they've been up for a couple of weeks and they finally deflate and it's that that thin, rubbery, Mm -hmm. stretchy, slightly icky feel. Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like. So I I have experienced things I cannot explain, um, but apparently they used to be able to make ectoplasmic forms um, so that your loved ones were meant to show up um, and you recognise them physically. Mm Unfortunately, during the Victorian seance era, there was a lot of fraudulent mediums. And because they could do it in low light, um, you you could never know whether it was real or not. Um, And Houdini was very big on working out who were the fraudulent ones and who weren't. But but there was some that even he couldn't explain. But he planted evidence on them to say, oh, look, see, they are fake. Because he could never be seen to be wrong. Mm Oh, this is a whole topic on its own. But it's it's really interesting that um, there was this time when physical mediumship was really in its heyday. It's a pity that there isn't a lot of uh, physical mediumship around, even for people who are paranormal investigators or ghost hunters too. Go and check it out yeah. for themselves so that that is another added extra experience or another level that they could they can go and think about and yeah. kind of work out whether this is something that is truly happening or not. Yeah, and, and um, I have seen some of the, the big names in the, the physical mediumship field and uh, there are some things that are dodgy but there are some things that I just can't explain. Mm. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And we have a brave caller on the line right now, and it is Renee. And Renee has a question for us. Now I've just got to get it back on, so let's see if that works. Are you there, Renee? Yes, I'm here. It worked! Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) It's the first time I've managed to make that work. (laughs) 
it's lovely to speak to you in person. You are one of our grand poo bars, one of our Patreon supporters. Yes, I am. <gasps> oh, thank you for calling in. So what's your question? Okay, I have a question for you and for a current question, if I can, please. Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, happy full moon. Uh, <laughs> in honour of the full moon, I'm putting out all my crystals. So I was just wondering exactly how does the moon charge them and why is the full moon the best time? Well, do you know what? It's interesting that you've asked that question because we have a special guest coming on later Ooh. who is actually going to tell us all about putting your crystals out in the full moon to charge them. Oh, well, that ties in nicely. It, it does. But uh, what we're going to do, do you have any other paranormal questions for us? Uh, not right now. But let me ask, do you have a headache around the full moon? Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. And I wonder how many of our listeners also get a headache around the full moon. Mine started about two days ago and yep. uh, it, it's, it really affects me quite badly. What about you, Renata? Mm, always. Yeah. Always. Um, and look, because it is so light outside, people do find that it is a little bit harder for them to fall asleep as well. So the idea is, you know, get yourself into a, a darkened room if mm. you have trouble with that and you're finding it very difficult to fall asleep. But our sleep patterns tend to be uh, hit hard during the full moon. And look, it's one of those things where you can spend your whole lifetime and never, ever have any issues. But once you sort of draw your attention to it, you find that, yeah, every moon cycle, yep. <laughs> it just seems to get a little bit worse. And you've just made me realise I woke up at 5, 5.30 this morning for no reason. It's the sleep patterns. Mm. Now, Renata's going to uh, draw a tarot card for you. We'll jump in early on oh, a tarot fine. card for what's, you. What's your question? What's your have question? you got a question? Um, I'm looking into studying because my life isn't busy enough with kids and full-time work. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, so I just want to know if that's a good path for me and if I'm looking at the right area of study. Absolutely. I've just chosen the Ace of Wands, or the Ace of Wands is the card that has come out for you, and the Aces are about all our new beginnings, and this is being handed to you, or it has been given to you time and time again. You have asked yourself this question, for a long time now it's finally time to commit and go i'm going for it okay yep so you are yep. absolutely on the right path oh good good to know because <laughs> like you said i've been i'm in an hour and about it for a long time <laughs> yeah yep yep and uh yeah it's one of those things that uh, if you don't do it you'll be an old lady and you'll go oh, i should have done that a lot <laughs> earlier i should have just stuck with it so yeah yep, on the right path thank awesome. you renee thank you thanks so much ladies no worries it's time to cross back to the other side welcome back to spooky sundays with Anne and renata and you're here with Anne and Renata, and we are coming into our second hour. And one of our favourite parts of the evening is Paranormal Trash and Treasure. And what glorious little artefact are you talking about tonight, Anne? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, have I got a treat for you. We have a ring. Now, I popped it up onto the uh, Newcastle Live uh, radio group, mm -hmm. so you could all have a look and see what you felt it's about mighty, it. It's mighty nice. It is mighty nice. Very, very 
very pretty. As I said to uh, the people that were there looking at it, I said, does anyone pick anything up from that? And one lovely person said, no, but I could pick it up and put it on my finger. Mm. Um, so it looks like it's sort of set in a, a silver sort of metal. It's got a rectangular shaped uh, diamond. I'm sure it's a diamond, mm. not a cubic zirconia. No, it can't um, be. Can't be cubic zirconia. <laughs> uh, and, and it's quite a sizable size there too. And we do like them big, don't we, we Renata? We do. We do. And then it's got two little uh, diamonds on the side there. I'm, I'm going to say cubic zirconias because we don't want to upset people and think they're getting something they're not. <laughs> As if that would ever happen on Trash or Treasure. <laughs> All right. So let me tell you about the ring. Mm-hmm. Now, they did have... Um, uh, uh, they have sold 10 already. Um, there's three available, but you, you only Oh, get there's th- more than one. There's more than one. Oh, well, there's usually just one of these I, I know. I know, right? So, uh, Fancy I, how lucky it is to have found so many of the yeah, same thing. And you might be able to... And this the story that goes with it, wow, there's going to be wait. so many happy people out there. Mm-hmm. So... Um, a sterling silver princess cut ring of pure beauty, mm-hmm. uh, currently on sale f- uh, for around about a hundred Australian dollars. I think it's a bargain. Mm-hmm. Now, what this ring entails: marriage, oh. the, the true expression of love oh. everlasting, mm-hmm. a bond that is created between two people that unifies their love forever. We have all experienced those vivid dreams in which a dark, handsome stranger sweeps you off your feet and whisks you into the world of hot sex and excitement. Hold on. It is after nine o'clock. It's fine. Yep, yep. This is the description, mind you, people. This is the description on eBay. I know you'll all be looking for it as soon as I've read this out. (laughs) Oh, I know. And there's more than one. So we're waking up with the world of hot sex and excitement. Yep. You wake Disappointed as you wanted to experience more. He says and does all the right things. He is romantic, sexy, seductive in capital letters and knows all the right buttons to push. Mm -hmm. And he just happens to be Mm -hmm. a vampire. Mm-hmm. And what's that got to do with the ring? This is if you want to marry a vampire, this is the ring to do it. Oh. Now is your chance to experience the kind of love and excitement that only a true vampire can bring. Marry a vampire. Mm-hmm. You will walk hand in hand through eternity with this hopelessly romantic vampire as your spiritual husband. <laughs> We've lost her. She's gone. I've got to try and get through the rest oh, of this, Renata. Gosh. Okay. It is okay if you are already married. Oh, yes, of course it is. This this is marriage on a much different level than oh, we experience here deeper. on Earth. It's deeper. This this is a twin flame story. Oh no. <laughs> This is true, everlasting love that stands the test of time. Oh, yes. No matter what your experiences are, you will always have love by your side. I've got to buy one of these rings. Mm. <laughs> Although my husband does satisfy me, so I don't really need. <laughs> All right. But this is where he could improve, right? Right. Okay. He will bring you romantic gifts of flowers and precious gems. Yep. He will help you to accumulate large sums of money and he will make you blissfully happy. That's a big promise for a ring. It is. For a cubic zirconia ring. Um, All for a hundred bucks. I've still got more. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, there's more. Um, You will receive this beautiful engagement ring as well as the name of your vampire husband and the 
marriage ritual. Oh. The Marry a Vampire Ring is gorgeous. A large, clear princess cut crystal sits grandly in the centre of the band. Is solid 925 silver, sterling silver. I have sizes 6, 7, 8 and 9 available. <laughs> Jeez, this vampire's going to be very busy satisfying all these people. <laughs> Please let me know what size you would like when you check out. Your life will take on new meaning mm-hmm. as you quickly bond with your vampire husband and experience what it is like to feel the endless love that he will bring. Mm. Now, are you ready for the final statement? <sighs> yes, hold on. Yep. Please yep. do not delay your purchase. If you are drawn to this listing... He has proposed. You must say yes. Right. So if you see this ring, you go, oh, I really like that. I think that's nice. That means the vampire has proposed oh, to you. Oh, okay. He's already got you in his clutches. That's right. So um, this is available on eBay. A marry, it's called Marry a Vampire Ring. Awesome. And it will bring you um riches and flowers and chocolates <laughs> so what do you think renata do you think this is the real deal oh, just is it just the one vampire that gets around to all of them well, or, this, or what no because what? i don't think so because it is saying there that they will send you the name of your your husband or uh-huh. i wonder if they've got a, a sort of a lineup maybe uh-huh. it's a bit like is there um, a vampire tinder sort that's of what thing i'm thinking it's a tinder so, thing happening and right. they've, they've got a few that are lined right. up there and I, i'd like to see his picture first before I yeah. say yes. I'm, I'm sort of tempted to buy one just to see what <laughs> You just never know what you get. I know. Life's like a box of chocolates yeah. here, isn't it? And I'm a bit worried I might end up with a vampire. Oh. <laughs> now, how, that tied in really well with the uh, the vampire story you had today with the uh, uh, Whippy. Yes, yes, absolutely. We planned that, didn't we? Mm. Well, we were looking at the same things, weren't we? Yeah, no, probably. Not really. <laughs> okay. All right. So, would, are you voting this a paranormal treasure or a paranormal treasure? Oh, look, I think it's a treasure. I think I, it's a treasure too. Just the ring is <laughs> Purdy, which Absolute. means I've had a proposal. Yep. yep. I, I, I'll take that and I'll mm-hmm. run with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do you think, guys? Would you would you all go for a um, uh, marry me, marry a vampire? That could be a TV show. <gasps> oh, oh, yes. The, the ratings <laughs> would go through the roof. Do you remember that TV show that we saw when we were in England? Do you remember that? And it was a lovely young lady that was looking for love and she had to walk out onto the stage, a bit like that one that we used to have, um, the perfect match. Mm -hmm. Um, But you didn't get to see their faces at all. All you could see was from their waist down (laughs) and they were naked. So all you got to see was their legs, their feet and their willy. Um. And that was on a show in England. Mm. And it was for she had to walk along and examine them to work out which willy she would like to go to the next stage. Okay, that's that's been you've wiped from, <laughs> from my memory. I think I even videoed a little bit because we were so astounded. We were in hysterics, and uh, the most awkward thing is at the end of the show when she finally gets to see the person mm-hmm. and they're still naked. Mm-hmm. Is that they then reveal because yeah, you, know, you go through all these things, you've got to answer the questions, mm-hmm. and um, it mm-hmm. eventually reveals bits and more and more until you see their face. And then you only see their face when she chooses you. Is they have to walk across the stage and they hug each other while he's naked. Ew. Ew. <laughs> and 
Are you just old ladies that just don't like that sort of stuff anymore or what? (laughs) You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. And welcome back, everyone. And if you thought that story was weird, wait till you hear the next one. And before I hand over to Anne, a huge shout-out. And we do do shout-outs here, so if you want a shout-out, Messages during the week, and we will mention. I mean, you might have someone who's having a birthday, or whatever it might be. Text us, text us here. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, we'll do a shout out. But this one it goes to Liz McCoy, all the way out on Norfolk Island. Hello, gorgeous. We want to be there with you right now, but we can't. But in spirit, we are. And we're sending you our love. That's all right. We'll be over there for another uh, week with you, Liz, as soon as we can possibly get there. Oh, now. You have a weird story. I have a weird story. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just seem to be attracted to these weird Mm -hmm. stories. Mm -hmm. It's like they resonate with me Mm -hmm. for some unknown reason. Mm -hmm. It's like they follow you around like a bad smell. (laughs) They do. And they go. Just like you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. All right. So my job is to find weird and wonderful. Wonderful, strange stories from around the world. Mm-hmm. And this one is all the way from England. We do seem to get a few from England. Mm-hmm. And this is about 32-year-old Holly Abraham of Helston and her three children, Sky 11, Crystal 10 and Alfie 7. Oh. Now, the poor buggers, they went out for a nice day at the beach at um, Port Housestock Beach at St. Kevin, Cornwall. We love Cornwall. I love Cornwall. And they believe they've attracted a ghost. Yes. Yeah. My daughter was taking shots and it wasn't until we got home in the car, sorry, it wasn't until we got in the car to leave and we flicked through them and my daughter said, Mum, you've got a bum, a face on your bum. Oh, okay. Yes, and if you have looked at the photo, now I, I did put three photos up on the Newcastle Live radio group, mm-hmm. Facebook group. There is a lady and you can see her standing with her back to the camera and she's looking out to the ocean. And sure enough, on her left butt cheek yes. is a face. Oh. They were shocked to see in one of the photographs a crumpled face embossed upon the material of, of the back of Holly's blue play suit shorts centred squarely upon her left buttock. Holly, the mum, said, I just can't work it out. <laughs> At first I thought it may have been a reflection, but it can't be as the camera was forward-facing and my daughter taking the picture was behind me. Mm-hmm. Who knows no, what those accents really are. really bad accent. Really, really I'm bad. I'm a professional actor, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it takes me about a week to get into an accent. She took two pictures exactly the same. The first one was normal, but the second one had a face on it. <laughs> At first I thought she may have just had a filter on or something. It sure is spooky. I'm coming to Liverpool. I'm going all around I'm going all around England in one accent. In one sentence even. <laughs> yep. So look, the media absolutely love this and as you can imagine, I'm just finding the, the picture here for Renata so she can have uh-huh. a look at it because it, it is pretty spectacular. Um uh, hang on, I'll just flick down, flick through there, Renata. You find the picture. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, now the media got hold of it, and because you know the the British tabloids, they do like to put a good heading on things. And the the heading for this was, "Ask about face." <laughs> Mum's shocked as she finds a face imprinted on her bum. I'm looking at it now, and it, except for her her sweaty. Shorts. Um, <laughs> she she got a sweaty butt crack. 
which has drawn my attention. <laughs> and that beautiful pebbly beach mm-hmm. where there is not a grain of sand on it anywhere. There well, is, is a face on her backside. There is a face. Isn't it bizarre? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let me tell um, She was... Uh, she, oh, now I've lost my spot. <laughs> anyway, the, the Sun, this is... They're talking about the Sun newspaper, breathlessly regaled its reading and viewing audience, spurring them to examine their reproduction of the image in leeringly imploring... Weren't they great words? Mm-hmm. Can you see it? No, I can. Yeah, the photographs were taken by the daughter Sky. That could be like one of those Jesus ones. <laughs> Jesus or Mary appears. But we've got we've got ideas of who it might okay, be. All right. So Sky Eleven, right? She's the one that took it. Mm-hmm. Like so many who reported photographic anomalies, nothing strange had been perceived when they took the picture. So they didn't feel anything or sense anything at the time. Miss mm-hmm. uh, Abrams declares herself freaked out by this. It it looks like it's up in. The way, it's up in the play suit and facing down. <laughs> now I'm going to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> it looks really weird and a bit freaky. <laughs> People have commented on social media about the photo, with one saying the face looks like Coronation Street's Kirk Sutherland. <laughs> now I've, I've given you the photo there, so if it you. It doesn't look like anyone well, at all. Well, that's what they've. I'm just putting it up there. People can use their own. Oh, right. yeah, okay. She's lost the photo. No, I've got it. I've got it. Another said if you look carefully, there's also a face on. On the other side, slightly smaller and looks very much like Desperate Dan without his hat. So that's a cartoon character. Yeah, no, no. Um, no. And I did put that up there for your perusals. Now, because they were worried, Holly has searched the internet for information as to whether or not Port House Stock is haunted, mm-hmm. uh, but um, d- that might explain why they've got ghosts on her bum. Mm-hmm. Um, her alarm intensified upon learning from a book, The Cornwell Coast 2008, mm-hmm. by Arthur L. Salmon, mm-hmm. that... <laughs> It's a book about the beach. It's very appropriate that his last name is Salmon. The beach is quite haunted because of the shipwrecks down there, mm-hmm. afflicted with an atmosphere of perpetual menace, and that St. Kevin supposedly cursed the district because of the irreligion of its people. Is that actually a word, irreligion? No, I think that's a made-up word. Oh, yep. But he's an he's a author, um, albeit I, I, he, he did do this curse one and a half thousand years ago. I can't unsee that face. <laughs> You're all going to have to go over now into Newcastle Live Radio Group and have a look at that. Um, So Imagination did the rest. Miss Abraham nervously speculated the images. Now, you ready? This is what she thinks it is. Right. Could be a pirate. Mm, right. I could I could be haunted with a face of a pirate on my trousers, she said. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to get the exorcist in. So there's my unusual. Now, that, that story came um, from the 14 Times, which is always a great font. <laughs> it's a cracker. It's a great font of wealth of information. Also, I use the Daily Star mm-hmm. to get that information. So I hope you enjoyed that little bit of a weird story. Now, oh, that's crazy English, but you have to go and see this picture. It, you cannot not see the yeah, face. You can't unsee it. You can't unsee it. All right. Now, we we actually have um, – we can slip this in before we go to um, – our next song and I think we've got Christy after yes, this is going to yep. talk to us about the full moon mm-hmm. um, so Liz's paranormal question
question. What do you think of buildings that have been so-called cleared? Would you go ahead and investigate and see if you could find a spirit connection? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> um, who is it that's declared that um, they've cleared it? Mm-hmm. Um, and what power do they have over somebody that resides there to say, be gone. Mm. I mean, it's not a negative energy. If It might just be a house spirit. It might be Dobby the, Dobby the elf <laughs> that's just hanging around there. Um, and it's not our place to get rid of entities or spirits that dwell in certain houses and things. So I reckon that they might just bugger off when whoever that person is that's declaring Mm. that um, the spirits are gone and go, oh, well, I'm going to go while you're here because I don't want to hang near you. That's true. And as soon as they're gone... They come back, which is why um, we seem to find the exorcisms don't seem to work terribly well, do they? Yes. Well, there hasn't been a um, a, a successful kind of, you know. That we know of. No. It's all underground. They're not telling us about it. Mm. But uh, look, through True Hauntings podcast, we've actually gone through a lot of uh, exorcism cases. And um, so often there was, what was that poor German girl? Annalise, um, she had so many exorcisms. Um, It's in the close to 100, wasn't it? Possibly more. I don't Mm. know. And she died. It never worked. Yeah. Which suggests it's probably mental health, not a a demon. Yes. Mm. That's a story for another time. Oh, it is. But we have the beautiful Christy. From Spells and Spirits. Spells and Spirits coming on after 9.30, after the songs. And uh, she'll be talking about the moon and how it affects us. And, uh, yeah, giving us a few tips to Mm. make sure that we get through it. And our crystals and everything like that. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Only on Newcastle Live Radio. And we're back and into our last half hour and we have a special guest online, Miss Christy from Spells and Spirits. How are you, Christy? I'm well, thank you. How are you, Anna and Renata? We're doing well. We're celebrating because that's two phone calls we've got (laughs) right. (laughs) So awesome. Now, you're going to be talking a little bit about the moon and how it affects us and um, what tips do you have for us today? Well... I just wanted to point out something very special tonight. It is actually a blue moon. So a what blue is all moon, that, yeah, what's all that about? So a blue moon is when there's two full moons within the calendar month or two full moons within the same zodiac sign. So we've had one full moon in Aquarius and then we've got another full moon tonight at precisely 10.01 p.m. Sydney time. Mm-hmm. The moon will be at its full. Just as we finish. So, Woohoo! Yes. So, you know, the saying once in a blue moon mm-hmm. is something, you know, that you do um, special. So I would recommend tonight as a once in a blue moon thing. We take all the clothes dance, off. <laughs> go and dance naked under the full moon <laughs> because tomorrow you're going to have to wear a mask when you do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, so look, the full moon, there's so much energy that comes from a full moon and I really... You know, any time you do look up and see a full moon, you can see how bright it is. So especially even last night and tonight, it's very silvery and extremely bright. Mm. So there's these things that we can do during the full moon. Mm-hmm. We can really utilise and harness the energy that the moon gives us. Um, so firstly, it would be what Renee was asking about before, about why do we put our crystals out in the moonlight? Mm-hmm. 
So crystals have the ability to absorb and also to really send energy. So by putting them out into the moonlight, they can actually absorb that moonlight energy to help cleanse them. So especially with black crystals and things like that, I know people say, you know, they don't really need that much cleansing. But when we wear black crystals, it's to help to absorb negativity. So there's so much, only so much things can hold. That's right. There's only so <laughs> much they crystal can <laughs> Yeah, I think mine needs so, to come out of my pocket tonight and it needs to get cleansed. I've been hanging on to a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With that, and like the simplest thing is, you know, we put them out in there to help clear the energy of the crystal and for them to recharge. But it's also, also for them to reset back to their natural properties. So crystals hold different energies at different vibrations, which means we use them for different things. So by helping reset and clear them, you know, they can go back to their factory setting to work exactly how we want them to work for us. That's a really good idea. Yeah, so if you're like me, grab your wheelbarrow. <laughs> Rumble them all out. Yeah. yeah, I'm a bit of a crystal whore, I have to say. I've got a few. Just just make sure you don't leave them anywhere where anyone can come and grab them. Yes, because Renata yeah. will be out later tonight. Yeah. With her wheelbarrow. I know, I know. I know where you live, Christy. <laughs> now, now, the second thing yep. we can always do during a full moon, and something that, you know, me personally, because I do, I am a meditation facilitator and run classes, is meditation. Yep. So, like I said, the full moon releases some of the strongest energies of the month, and you can ask any emergency services or any nursing staff, and they will tell you when the full moon is out. Mm, who comes out? So. All the loonies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's the basis of the word lunacy. Yes. But, you know, we can harness these energies um, and through intention and release them and send it back to the earth for healing. And, you know, I'm sure everyone will agree the earth needs healing right oh, now. Absolutely. More than any other time. So, you know, sit in meditation, channel that energy of the moon and focus it with intent to heal. Now, would you suggest that people do um, a meditation that's a guided meditation or a meditation where they're just listening to sort of music or what, what do you think is the best right now? The best thing to do is what is best for the person. So, you know, we're all at different levels. Some are able to sit in their own space without any guidance, without any music, um, and to be able to channel and focus their energy. Some people need guided meditation, and some people can just listen to music. So really, it comes down to whatever's going to be work working best for the person at that time. So sometimes I sit quietly, sometimes I do guided, and sometimes I listen to music. It depends on how I feel. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people always use the excuse of time as being an issue of I don't have time to meditate. But, you know, most people go to bed at some point. So even if they just spent two minutes before they went to sleep and just focus their intention you know, of sending energy out to heal, mm-hmm. um, it, it's all going to be of benefit. Some is better than none. Yep, mm. yep. And look, I'm one of these people that used to struggle to do meditation and I'd say, oh, it's all a hogwash, who needs that sort of stuff? But seriously, just taking five minutes out in your day and sitting quietly can rejuvenate your soul for the rest of the day. Mm. Now, have you got a special spell for us? I sure do. Of course I do. We've got a spell from Spells and Spirits. I like it. I know. I would expect no less. (laughs) But um, 
Knight spell is just about utilising something that most of us have in our pantries, and that is a bay leaf. Mmm, make so a nice curry. You could, actually, or you could just burn it. Oh, okay. <laughs> we like burning stuff. We do. But the full moon energy is perfect for the bay leaf um, magic to be able to attract some extra cash. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's easy peasy. Some of that. <laughs> yep. Get your pens ready. So all you need is a bay leaf, mm-hmm. a texture, a lighter or a matches, and a heat-proof dish. So even if it's a saucepan or something like that. Don't have to be fancy. So if we're just wanting to attract some extra cash, just sit where you're not going to be disturbed and think about the cash flowing into your life. So how much cash, what you'd want to do with it, how does it make you feel to have that amount of money? Oh, it feels good. Yeah, so be be specific at a time frame and really feel the excitement and the joy of what that money will bring into you. So, example, you could want a 10% pay rise within the next three months, or you might want to win $8 million on Powerball next Thursday night. But now, however much it is, sit and really, you know, build that within yourself. So, you know, make it rich with detail, texture, sound, smell, whatever there is to really bring that vision to life within yourself. And then write the amount on the bay leaf. And as you're sitting there feeling those feelings of joy and excitement, just light your bay leaf safely in the fireproof dish. Mm-hmm. And as it burns, just send that wish off to the universe. And then once it's burnt, you can consider that spell cast. That's so easy. Mm, I'm it going is. to do that tonight. I want some of our listeners to give that a crack tonight. Mm, yeah, let's and know let us know go. next week how you go. Um, maybe just be, uh, maybe oh, you can ask for a million dollars if you want to, but maybe go for something a little re- more realistic this week and just see how you go with a bit of extra cash. Mm, and I'm I'm recommending, Christy, if you could write that spell down on your Facebook page, it spells and spirits for people if they want to go on and check it out if they haven't been able to write it all down or remember. And we'll share it, to, we'll the, share it to, um, to the Newcastle Live yeah. group as well. And I've just had a message in from Jo who said she put all her crystals in a cage out in the full moon at some time and uh, some of hers ended up in a local magpie nest (laughs) 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 well thank you so much christy for your wonderful information and i know you've got some really good crystals in your store at the moment too at spellsandspirits.com so have i got some new ones in that i'll be putting up tomorrow oh excellent all right well thank you so much christy and we'll get christy back next week for something else i wonder what we'll get her for next week thank you christy You're welcome. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. And right now, we are going to head into our tarot section. Now, we've got a question here. Um from a lovely lady whose name is Kel. Now, it's quite a big question. So what I might do is I might read out the question and then we'll go to a song and we'll answer her after the break. Okay. Um, My name's Kel. I'm 36. My question, if you feel drawn to answer, is where do I need to focus my energy to heal from my anger? Now, she's had a bit of a rough time lately. She's um, lost her dad 17 years ago from cancer, lost her stepdad a year ago from cancer. Um, she doesn't ask for signs probably asked about four times in the 17 years and the other day I was playing with my youngest son I have three boys I asked for a sign and well Max and I were doing this thing we do with feathers to send it back off with the 
back off with the wind to make another little kid happy. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Mm. They never get over the fence, but it's always fun. Anyway, we tried with Max's, didn't work. And when he said it was my turn, I said, not this one. I want to put it on our pine cone feather tree. And from now, from nowhere, this feather I was holding blew out of my hand. I tried to catch it three times, but it just danced above us, then over the neighbor's fence and over their shed and out out of sight. Max is almost three and he said, you have to let it go, mum. Oh, my oh, no. gosh. I've got chills all through me and she's got oh. in brackets. I know, right? Oh. <laughs> but that's just the thing. I know what to hold on to and what to let go of. And I'm not an angry person, but there is anger in me. I don't know right now. I don't know the path right now to heal because I don't know where it's where it's come from. Mm-hmm. I randomly found you both today and believe it's because your vibes can show me what I'm not seeing. I'm so sorry for um, that was a long tarot question, but that's great, Kel, because giving more specific information mm. um, will actually help Renata with that question. So mm-hmm. hang in there and we're going to draw a card for you after this song. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And we are back. I did press the wrong buttons, but I saved it. It's all good. You did. You did. Because everything's back the front. It is. Yeah. The, the red button is on and the green button is off. <laughs> Go figure. They've even got off on the green button, which just throws me completely. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but we're coming back to uh, a Kill. really yeah long question that was posed to us um, prior to the songs. Uh, and Kelly's finding herself kind of just in a bad spot at where she's finding that she's got some anger happening and she doesn't know quite where. She, As she said, she knows what she needs to hang on to and what she needs to let go of. But it's one thing to know what you're supposed to do. It's an absolute total other thing to actually do it. Sometimes you can convince yourself you're doing the right thing and you're actually not. Mm, yeah, and look, we, we hate change. We, as human beings... Hate it. Absolutely hate it. Capricorns are the worst. Yeah, and look, uh, there will be people out there who just revel in change, but most of us don't like to change, no matter how painful a situation we are in. And interestingly, I drew a card in the break, and it was the Eight of Cups. And the Eight of Cups is this card that is all about moving on and moving forward from heartache and moving forward from things that we thought were part of our life or we're going to be part of our life and they're not Uh, and we need to go on in spite of the fact that they are not and maybe that is where part of Kel Your Anger sits Um, and look there could be a number of reasons and without going into a long discussion about what is this anger that you're feeling what name would you give it and that's an important thing for you to try and work out what name would you give this feeling of anger Um, because that will lead you to understand why it is still there but I think part of it is this thing of this real decision that if you let go of it you are dishonoring those that have passed in some way because that's sometimes what happens. We think if we continue to be angry or continue to be upset, continue to be in a, a place of um, 
some really deep emotion that we are in some way still honouring the loss of them and not allowing ourselves to move on. And you seem to be someone who has still many, many years in front of you. Think of this in like 10 or 15, 20 years' time and place yourself there and go, what would it be like for me to hang on to this for the next 20 years? What, what, am, I, what am I losing here? What am I destroying when it comes to relationships or things that are going on around me? Your children will suffer. That's number one. Number two, you will suffer. And I don't think those beautiful people, those beautiful souls that are in spirit would really be terribly happy that, that they don't want you to be in this state. They absolutely don't want you to be in this state. Um, and, you know, anger has many faces, and that is something that you're going to have to name and work through. But I think one of the things is just being able to go, okay, I've done my bit with the anger. Um, it's okay for me not to be angry anymore. It doesn't mean that I don't love them any less. Does that make sense to you, Anne? Yeah. Yeah. But there's also a lot of um, changes going around in the background at the moment. There's a lot of things that are out of our control and... uh, we, I'm a control freak, and I know that I'm sort of freaking out a bit because I can't, I can't make things go the way I want them to. And I've I've got this plan in my head, and we were meant to travel, and we were meant to do this, and it's those things that are making me angry. The stuff that is out of control, and I wonder if that might be also a little bit of what's happening with Kel is that mm-hmm. maybe there are some things around her in her environment that are out of her control, and it's it's making her angry. Mm, yeah. That matches the card you've got too. Yeah. And it's, look, this is where tarot is beautifully, beautifully complicated, as I would say, because it's never easy to reply to someone who is in pain or who is frustrated. And it needs, we, we need to dig deep. We can't just give a frivolous answer and go, well, there's your answer. There's, you know, the spirits, the spirit guides we'll say, have a laugh. you know, light a candle and everything will be fine. No, because these things are deeply embedded in our psyche. It takes work. And it takes work. Yep. And uh, if we don't honour that, if we don't dig deep enough, we're, we're not doing the best that we can for the people that are asking us um, for information. Yeah, and look, thank you, Kel, for that question. If you want to text us back and let us know if that resonates with you at all, and uh, that'd be awesome. Um, just quickly, because I know that we're just about having to go to the news. Mm-hmm. Um, that we were talking about the uh, spirits of the house being cleaned out. Deborah Ann said, "What happens if a spirit needs help moving on? So, if we ever have um, a spirit that calls out for help, we will always offer help." Um, to cross them over if that's what they want. And generally that's just for me having a, a conversation um, and and asking them, you know, why are you still here? Maybe it's just time for you to, to head off. It's time, time to go. And um, just like you'd be talking to someone who needs to move on in their life. Mm. Um, but I, I would never force anyone out of a place... Um, where they they felt it was their home. Um, We do have another question here. Um, This is our gorgeous portable tree. I have two humongous jars of bay leaves. Do we do this often or once? (laughs) 
Do it as many times as you like, gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bring in that money. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, and there's another person who's just saying that uh, I've noticed every full moon that their neighbour's 16-year-old daughter goes off in the ambulance and the police have to be called to take her away. Oh, dear. Maybe she's got a bit of werewolf oh, in her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, it does affect people in many different ways. But let's let's bring some joy and happiness into this week, everyone. It's hard times for so many people. Uh, reach out to those loved ones that um, you can speak to. Uh, make sure that you have your friends that you're connecting with. Make sure everyone around you is okay. All it takes is a, is a message online sometimes and, and for you to say, how are you? Yeah. And look, Christy does offer some free meditations online. So if you head over to her Facebook page, um, you can join in her free online meditations uh, to help you chill out. Mm. But that actually brings us to the end of our show. How awesome was this show? We didn't kill anything. No. Not yet. There's one more button to press. One more (laughs) to get us out of here. So everyone, happy full moon. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Don't forget to join us on all our social medias and uh, join in the party all week because we just keep going flat chat all week. We do. And uh, love you all. See you on the dark side. Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.